anybody get a chance to uh, watch uh, Project Moonbase? I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm about talking about it. And I think we should do that first yeah. while uh, Tar is sober enough to run a show. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. By hour three. You think I'm joking. Uh, you ready? Yes. This is Dr. Tar. And this is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Moonbase Gadfly. This is Dr. Hyde. And this is Blong. Everything is better in space while wearing shorts. Blue Fez. Especially if you're Donna Martell. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because and I'm not. You know what she's listening to? Oh, Ross. Transmission. Begin. show about tar oh <laughs> project Moonbase. yes sir a 1953 production extravaganza extravaganza i have orders from the minister himself that we must not fail in destroying this perpetually menacing eye in the sky. But now that we have a satellite station in space revolving around the Earth, a satellite view, I might add, directly to the heroic first orbital flight by Colonel Brightheist. Danger, adventure, and breathtaking thrills come rocketing to the screen as science smashes a new frontier in the world of tomorrow. See a man-carrying rocket travel 240,000 miles to land on a spaceship. See man explore the desolated areas of the moon. See for the first time thrilling pictures of the world of tomorrow. The Joint Chiefs have conferred with the President and it's been decided to change your mission. You are now moon base number one. You will remain where you are and show the flag until such time as you can be relieved by a larger permanent force. Did you know uh, uh, Robert Heinlein wrote the screenplay? I Alfred saw that. I, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, part of it. He wrote part of it. Part of it, part yeah. Of it. And and Richard Seaman wrote the other part. Yeah. We're trying <laughs> to figure out which one, who wrote what. Well. Elements of the story. And I, yeah, I mean, by the time you get to the end of it, it doesn't matter. It's all <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's I'm it's thinking, so... Robert Heinlein, what have they done to you?
Uh, so what, I, t- Tar, explain the premise of this movie. Well, <laughs> in the far distant future of 1970, <laughs> you, know, so, uh, you know, as goofy as this movie is, it does touch on some stuff, you know, like uh, females in, in stronger roles, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. Like the president and, uh, and uh, the moon pilot herself, the colonel that takes him to the moon as a woman. You know, that's kind of progressive but other than that <laughs> it plays just like anything else from the 50s uh and they're little cute little moon shorts so what's well, the makeup yeah. of the moon anyway, why, yeah, why anyway, they have to the moon tell us they're they're, they're going to ex- to uh orbit the moon to look for a place to land to eventually set up a a moon base well apparently a saboteur is a stoat on board with them and tries to sabotage the rocket and they were forced to land on the moon, and uh, which uh, gets really boring from there. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it was exciting up to that point. <laughs> yes, and yeah. terrifying yes, at the end. But uh, but it, yeah, it, it. I put this in the same realm as like uh, what was the Ivan Tord's movie, The Writers to the Stars, and and uh, yeah, it fits it fits right in there. <laughs> it does boring and. Dry, and, but it tries to be scientifically accurate for the time. Well, hey, their explanation of free fall is good. Spot on. It is. It was that. I think that's what Heinlein uh, wrote. <laughs> but you know, they the, the, Who wrote the problem the part there, about the space shorts. Well, <laughs> and you know, they talk about the free fall. We, oh yeah, okay. But then there's the fight scene where they're both lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Why aren't they floating? They're not. They don't have. They have. Ah, oh, they no. have gravity butt in place. No, no, no. It was because the. the oh, you mean the initial fight or the second the fight? One? Yeah. The, it no, wasn't the, the inertial, inertial fight. The inertial, the inertial fight. fight. Nice. Yeah. Then there's the <laughs> Nicely done. You know, she, you. she acts appropriately female and hits the button, panics, and then the, the propulsion knocks him to the ground. And they're starting to move in slow motion because the force of gravity. Yes, is yes. Oh, by the way, the takeoff was great oh, with their yes, faces with the, with the oh, air. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was not aware that takeoff was so sweaty. I, I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. And then to come Maybe back to the... That's why uh, they have to wear shorts and t-shirts all the time. And we have this nebulous communist uh, infiltration, you know, the... Uh, the uh, and what is this guy? He's a photographer, isn't it? Wasn't that he was supposed to be a photographer who went along on the mission? He was a um, red photographer. And it's funny because every time they talk to him, the guy ha- obviously has no knowledge whatsoever. You know, the, the, because they they use a lookalike, right? Who comes in, and then the other part that it's kind of interesting about that that it's essentially a suicide mission. Yeah, until the guy comes ways. to the point where right. he really ha- can die, and he decides not to. You know? I'm going. Oh, I really okay. don't want to do this, but capitalism comes through again. <laughs> Saving communists from suicide missions for sixty years. That's yeah, and, and what and what tripped up the the infiltrator? Baseball, baseball mm-hmm. knowledge is what tripped yeah, him up. Right. Because a godless communist wouldn't know who the Brooklyn Dodgers are, baby. Well, the thing is, he didn't even say he didn't know. 
you're just kind of ignorant of what was going on in the World Series, like the lack of knowledge of the World Series. Yeah, but you could see his face. He had this kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, right, right. But that was what gave him away. It's like, oh, you lived in Brooklyn. I thought you'd like the Dodgers. Like if he, if he, even if he did live in Brooklyn, he was a real guy. It was almost a criminal to or crime to, to not like baseball or yeah. to know who the Dodgers are, you know. So, uh, yeah, we, was, would, we would be so dead. It was a crime in 1953. Yeah, <laughs> but and, and, and Tar, but I'm from Alaska. How would I know? <laughs> Tar brought it brought it up too about uh, you know they went as far as giving women you know um, roles that were you know prominent, but then the woman, what's her name, Doctor Head? Bright eyes. Uh, her real yeah, name. Oh, the bright eyes. Oh, yeah. uh, Donna Martell. Donna Martell. Bright eyes. Yeah. She defied gravity in so many ways. Oh yes. Yeah, but, you know, and that's did. the problem. Did, you know, they, did they, you they, notice that? They, they still treated her that. like a woman, though. I mean, the, from 1953, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, all the men were still, you know, she was emotional. All the men were the, you know, manly. And you know, and treated her like a girl, you know, well, like a little, sounds- like a little, yes, <laughs> threatening to spank her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. that was fantastic because because then he was like putting her in place because it seemed like that she was getting she was not getting the promotion based on her merit, but her sex, and and I think they were playing on that. But then he this whole thing about wanting to spank her, I'm like, wow, I missed the fifties, man. I'm, I thought it was going to be her dad. I yeah, same here. That's exactly yeah. what I. Thought. But it never turns into that. It's like, ugh. It's like, yeah. HR, where's HR? But they, <laughs> they, they both call him Pappy after that, though. Oh, that's so even I'm creepier. Nickname, yeah, well, they do. That's slappy, true. Pappy. Yeah. True. Fez, you were uh, you were getting ready to say something there? No. Okay. The generals in uh, I Dream a Genie. Yes. I cream, yeah. I cream on Genie. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, doctor. He plays a doctor. Hayden Rourke oh, is the actor. Oh, Hayden yeah. Rourke. Bellows. Hayden Rourke. Oh, Bellows. Was that yeah. Bellows? Bellows? Yes. Yes. Bellows. Bellows. Yeah. Yeah. He well, just likes roles where he can wear. Tony. At the end, he tells him to get his little genie out. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> put put that back. See, that that's <laughs> now rub it three times. <laughs> no. Say master. Um, no, no good. No, no good is gonna come of this. <laughs> uh, you know. Um. Well, yeah, when they when they finally set up that last quarter of the movie, you you see that really all she wants is to be married, and, yep. and reluctantly so, and uh, yeah, it's just this forced kind of marriage because they couldn't live in space. That was the funny thing. We can have women in these roles, but they can't say <laughs> we're going to work in space and live there, and we're going to be completely platonic, completely. We have needs. You know, I just thought that's 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 fantastic. Sorry, you guys are gonna go to space. You're, just it you know. just reflected that day's morals. You know, you need know. to go plant my space seeds. <laughs> doesn't. I did last night. Here's my yeah. anti-gravity goo. <laughs> and thankfully, one of the one so of do the... they have a skull fuck cap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And what is it with the skull caps? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was our NASA. Odd. Our NASA designers came up with skull caps and shorts. Yeah, yeah the shorts I, were, were fantastic. I, I, I uh, thought, wow. 
Don't you picture that whole capsule thing smelling kind of funky in there with all the... Everybody's in their shorts all the time, just, oh, man, can't wash up or anything. The the look, it reminded me more of something I would have seen like like in Flash Gordon. You know, with the skull caps and the shorts. It was very reminiscent of like a 30s That's true. kind of feel. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you from the waist up. From the waist yeah. down, I don't get it. I mean, come on. There there wasn't a Republic cereal warehouse they could have raided for for, for space costumes. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm watching this going, why are, I don't want to look at this guy's hairy legs. Why are we, why are we watching this? I was are like, you sure oh. that wasn't Donna Martell's? I didn't see. <laughs> I didn't see any hair on any legs. <laughs> Fez has the 4D, you know, Blu-ray, Blu-ray version 3D. of yeah. Yeah. Project Moonbase, fully yeah. interactive version, the Criterion yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the hairs have been digitally replaced. Time has worn them off. Yes, but it yes. does have one major attribute that that is is positive. Um, it's only an hour long. Absolutely, yeah. but it feels so that, you know, it's, it, it, it feels like, much longer. It does feel much longer. <laughs> it does. But, you know, that's that's. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Did did anyone else need a smoke after that docking of the spaceship and the space station? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I was kind of was an interesting. Up. I did find that an interesting way to dock, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> besides the you know all of the innuendo, I thought it was an interesting way to dock. Yeah, um, and, and if you think think about how. Um, the the space uh, vehicles now dock with the International Space Station. Yes, it's backwards, baby. <laughs> Come through the back door. Coming in the back door. Like bam, bam, bam. I, I did notice that space station had two rockets open to a third. It was. It was with three. It was fully engorged. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, NASA. That's right. That's right. Oh, thank you, NASA. <laughs> but I think the movie is interesting. You watch it for at least an hour. You know, it's only an hour long, so you know you can do something else at the same time and kind of multitask and watch it and not miss anything. So I True. think you know, uh, and it's good. And oh, by the way, you can see an upcoming episode of Tarn Feather Psycho Cinema, which will feature Project Moonbase. Oh, um, we are going to give, we are going to give it the tar and feather treatment. That's for sure. Nice. So uh, be sure and stay tuned for that. That's going to be a treasure. Seriously. That will be a treasure. <laughs> yes. I mean, we got to talk about how she defied gravity. You know? <laughs> really? Everybody else's of... face was smashed and her titties are just... Her the titanium power, bra. The power of the American bra manufacturers in the 1950s. It was, yeah, it was predominant. Playtex was... in space! It was either it predominant was or protuberant. <laughs> this reminded me of the very last time I wrote the tilt a whirl uh, <laughs> or the rotor rather at Cedar Point. Oh, yeah, I was 16. Now oh, we better cut this out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this will be an off camera thing. I'll so, anybody else shot. have anything to say about uh, Project Moonbase? Any uh, last observations? I actually liked it, I, I, I it was entertaining. Um, and I, I enjoy the 50s stuff i know when they're trying to be serious and sometimes that's even more silly because i i like the dialogue of the the you know the communist 
infiltrators, the, the group, the way he was saying things, well, for various reasons, like family or money or things like that, we forced them to join us. You know, it was just like, really? Or things, things like that. These, things like for that. various reasons, we've got 300. Well, they have 300 lookalikes. And, and that, weird, that weird relationship, the general, the colonel, and the, the pilot. Yeah, it was just Pappy. Yeah. Pappy. Yeah. Well, Bright eyes. I first saw Bright Eyes in the in the communique and I thought, oh well, there's there's where we get, you know I wanted to write someone write my name is Taylor. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, um, it's it is it is a it's just an odd little film. It's got like one foot planted in the serials and another foot sort of in the early throws of what was going to be 50 science fiction. And I've just, I found myself sort of obsessing over little details like the insurance salesman communist at the beginning, which I'm like, what? Oh, okay. What the hell's going on here? And I'm, I'm and I'm, I noticed that to make it futuristic, everything has to have an antenna with a at the end of it, the phones, <laughs> the different radios. And I'm just like, well, they, they're really trying, but I'm like, you got this stuff. But everybody is using the same goddamn office desk. Those giant metal. <laughs> nothing. It's just. It's weird. It's like this. We're gonna try to make it look futuristic, but the desks are on the spacecraft. I'm like, what? Okay. It's just you know you can kind of tell they didn't have a lot of money to do this. And then I. See it is the, a B movie. Yeah. And, and absolutely. It's, it's just and and and, and it uh, looks like they borrowed some stuff from. Uh, Catwomen on the Moon because I was recognizing some of the the other stuff, some that, things yeah, from that. Did and you have all of the model stuff that? Yeah, was yeah all I don't know. Uh, especially the thought, effects for I thought the effects were pretty good. The whole the moon lander and all that stuff for that. Okay, time. when it came down, yes, I will give them credit for that. They did a yeah, good job on that. You, and right. you notice some of the standard solarization issues you know the black showing through and whatnot i i well, the it, it but you know it kind of suffers from the same issue a lot of these movies it's all a matter of scale the the models right. are obviously too small and you can tell it's like oh if you guys are just 20 percent larger which would have been more expensive it was 20 percent more money yeah well, yeah he right he was holding the models that they then shot later Remember, he was in the office and he yes. had the space station in his hand yeah. and he had yeah. the, the, yes. the thing and it was doing the demonstration. Then you're going, <laughs> then suddenly they're, they're using the same models <laughs> yeah. to be scale. It's like watching the bone flip up in 2001 turn into the space yeah. station. No, I thought that was, I, I actually enjoyed that, that he had those, you know, the models. and was Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought that was yeah. funny. Yeah. So I, I want to get back to anti-gravitational fighting with what what did they call those boots magnetic magnetic oh magnetic <laughs> um so if two dudes are standing Please, there with no magnetic walking on the wall okay yeah that's i like that, that what, was good. did you that was good. did you see that signs were flipped twice yes. like yes. that was pretty yeah. clever too yeah yeah but anyway when they walked into the room for the meeting they were like sitting yeah sideways and the other people were looking up like come on you, you can't yeah, yeah, Okay, so two guys with these boots on in anti-gravity are fighting. They are going to look like those those balloon guys that are outside of uh, car <laughs> yes. sales, right? Yes. <laughs> or you hit somebody, the they, they bounce back and bounce yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah. 
But the only thing is, if you notice, like their magnetic magnetic boots weren't super magnetic because you know a lot of movies you see them, you hear them t walk, and it's clunk clunk. clunk. You didn't hear that in this movie, so they're they were like more uh, refined. <laughs> they, hey, but I thought the same thing. That would have been that would have been really cool if they one of them hit the other guy and he did one of those clown things where he bends yep. almost all over. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> Yeah, see, um, because this is the early um, 70s, those boots had rubber sole. <laughs> <laughs> they were made for walking. Space sole! <laughs> Pregnant pause. Awkward. Yeah, I thought it was a little more barren. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go there's your there's our new character in the asylum baron paws baron paws <laughs> he's a cat that's p-a-w-s yes right. he's a cat manopause hands he's a cool cat b-a-r-o-n <laughs> i'm going to lord over you so did you guys while i was stepped away from the mic did you guys talk about the uh mystery theater episode of this no we did not mm. that was one of the early ones if i remember it was i think it was yes and a good one at that <laughs> but yeah. all mst3k is good so yeah it, well, it was 1990 was when that aired that was a real one because it had joel yeah <laughs> oh ouch damn <laughs> bam mike bam yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's a scat fight. They're throwing they shit. They should, have, they should have shoved Mike out of the airlock. That's all I got. <laughs> it was a completely different style of humor. No, it wasn't any good. <laughs> I'm sorry. He had some I'm nice sorry. I didn't like Mike things. at all. It, I think Joel was, had, yeah, had the... He had, had that drowsy delivery. humor. Joel was completely different. It was a rotating group, and then a lot of the writers left. And then in this current, even the last incarnation, I, did, I stopped watching it, really, um, after the original run. But I just, I wasn't crazy about the new ones either but um the only thing yeah. i liked about the new ones was pat oswald and uh yes. what's her name from yeah. from uh the guild um yeah. as, as i liked i i liked them and the you know the concept of them but you know yeah i couldn't watch any of it um i didn't like the commentary you know the the running riff stuff very well and to me it just seemed old you know like there was nothing new going on there you know, um, which I would have liked to have seen something. You know, even the bits, the all that were were kind of not just were not very great. Great, and I, and I'm sad to say it because I was really looking forward to it. And you know, that's why I said the only time I would brighten up is watching Pat Oswalt. What is that girl's name from uh, woman's uh, name she, from the she Guild? Was in Super, yeah, she was also in Supernatural yeah. too. Yeah, uh, I can't think of her name. And she, I like her. Um, I really like the Guild. So. Felicia Day. Felicia Day, yes. Yeah, she's awesome. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, she's I, cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you that they, they were probably one of the best parts of that show, especially I, that Patton Oswald, that was genius casting. TV yes. son of TV's Frank, that was, that was just perfect. Son of TV's Frank. <laughs> yep, yep. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, they did do it. They did do a, an uh, episode featuring Project Moonbase. So, you were right there, Gadfly. And we didn't talk about it, so there we go. We just talked about it. Not really. You You're welcome. Said, yeah, there was one. I, ha I <laughs> hate Mike. I, I love Joel. 
I can't remember oh. watching it. I mean, it's been I for since it. forever. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, been it's, long, been, it's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I probably watched it back in whatever ninety one or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, it was on. I think Comedy Central or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe or in, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, used yeah. to watch it faithfully. Ten o'clock right. Saturday morning. Yeah, this I, is Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah, I remember the very first one I watched. It was. Uh, the pod people oh. <laughs> you know with the song the opening they're singing in the the music uh studio i'm like what the hell show is this it yeah stinks. <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah i was like oh and i just fell in love with it i mean how how could you not okay you know? i wasn't i didn't watch it that much back then i wasn't like in love with it so i'm that's a the question i, I wanted to ask is what what draws you in about that original MST3K? For me, it was innovative. I'd never seen any kind of like the show where they were, you know, making fun of the show. I mean, the ghoul, uh, I mean, that's what I grew up with. We would put sound effects and stuff in it and, and would make fun kind of tersely or, you know, in the, in the bits by himself. But to have an active, running, ongoing commentary was something I found great. And then their jokes were mostly funny. And they made popular culture references that I got or obscure things that they had this bravado. Like, we don't care if only one person gets it, we're happy. You know, they just they they were just really whip smart and attacked okay. everything. Yeah. And, and it was and, new, like you said, I think that's the that, and that's why I said, you know, my criticism later on is it just never seemed to progress and, and wasn't quite up to that that newness that it had, you know, early on. And then being a horror host myself and one that likes to make fun of movies, that was just like perfect. Of course, back then I wasn't a horror host yet, but that was, you know, right uh, on. But we house. had our little uh, things in the back. Right. We, door. Yes. Well, yeah, we did do, we did. You're, you're your back door right. things. Yes. <laughs> so we had our back door thing. That's right. But yeah. It, yes, come was, with uh, me in the back. And, and Joel, like we all said, you know, who created this? Joel created right. this. Right. And he has a, a, a unique style of, of, delivery and comedy and it just it seemed to work you know uh, mm -hmm. when mike nelson comes on it's real normal he's like a normal person joel's not yeah. normal if you know when you see joel he's not normal mike is normal think about it you know he just seems like a normal guy he's very who, dry at, well but, and i mean but, it's, but not i think drab. it's not called dry i think it's called unfunny okay <laughs> <laughs> it was it was less funny than the first one, but there were a couple standouts, like when they did Master Ninja one and two. Oh yeah, yeah. Was you know, there was some really no, funny. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I'm making fun of them, but I watched a bunch of. I, I probably watched all with Mike too. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. Mitch, Mike, I, I didn't mind Mike. Mike, Mike just wasn't as funny. I just, right. Yeah, just didn't I seem agree. to detract from the whole thing because that's was so great. He so identifies with it. It's like when a band changes a singer. They might sound a lot like them, but it's still not quite the same not because it's not, not just the voice you're looking at. You yeah, I, well, yeah. Joel's personality was just well. Yeah, you it, also it was perfect for that. It was that John Carpenter Dark Star type thing going on. You know that uh, here we are stuck up here and yeah. But he also um, invented this whole thing. You know, like he yes. did the the TV horror host uh, method and got a local Minneapolis station. Yep. He yes. built all that stuff. Um, and I think he created characters that you wanted to hang out with and yeah. 
you got the idea that he was doing this show because he sat around with his friends doing this to, to these movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mike doesn't give you that vibe. It looks like he auditioned for a role. You know what I mean? Yeah. But which is yeah. weird though, because he was and I can't yeah. from way back long. though, too. Right. Which so is, maybe he's right. one of the friends. But it doesn't yeah, seem I, as, you know, because right, I, it, yeah. there's a kind it's of just, laconic feel to Joel. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, yes. you're my, The drowsy yeah. humor. Yeah, yeah the, right. the laid back kind of thing, yeah. like going, oh, yeah, this is really fucking weird. But yeah, whatever. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, the hippie thing. Yeah, it was, uh... yeah, and he's every bit as laid back and fun in real life, too. He's actually one of the best episodes of uh, comedians in cars oh, getting yes, coffee um, with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I, have, I haven't watched that one. Oh, it's a good one. It's to, it's it's one of the I better ones. It's one yep. of the better that's a great ones. series. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I so I said I I think uh, it's funny because when Mystery Science Theater came on, all I could think about was how. Uh, we used to, I didn't, I, I would sit around listening to Professor Feather um, and uh, Grubby Jr. Uh, or uh, the Quick Daddy. Uh, <laughs> um, it was uh, Roger. You guys would make fun of stuff. And then you met Sean and all of that start, you know, it was, there was all this stuff. And I never watched those. I'm like, why do you guys watch these dumb fucking movies? And you're like, oh, it's fun. Let's make fun of them. You know? Um, and now I understand. It's, it's an art. Yeah. But now I get it. I, I'm a slow learner. I think it's more of a fart, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's funny and it feels really good after you do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we did that at the, the at the the Gish Theater. You can't say the name Gish now on on the campus. We, we yes, at nine. Planet so nine. Now referred to as Gash. So <laughs> oh, that's downtown. <laughs> yes, we did. That was a that was a great time. Yeah, and I think after we started doing, it, at first I was like. But once we started doing it, everyone got into the mood and was enjoying it, you know? Yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun. In, in some ways, I think when I saw the MST before that, back in the mid-80s, mid-late 80s, there was a Mad Movies. What was yes. it called? They were like half hour, like where they yes. would take the dialogue. and. Oh, I remember those. Um, and put new dialogue on it. Yeah. Like there's the one with... What's her name? Robert. Well, they're, they're diving for, uh, they're sponge divers, you know? Oh, and yeah, yeah. The premise was around, they were sea brains, and they had to go get them. Cause Robert they Wagner. Solve, yeah, they Robert wanted to Wagner? solve, you know, crossword puzzles, and there was a sea chanty, and it was just like, okay, this is really great. You know, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I remember those, too. Yeah, those were the, I like I like those. Well, wasn't, there, wasn't there a spat of uh, sponge diver movies there for a while? Like, uh, like what was like? What's the reef? The beyond the reef or whatever has a, a beyond the queef. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I never soaked up that genre. And he's a, <laughs> and he was a deep sea muff diver. Yes, we know. <laughs> so, currently, what's the replacement for um, MST three thousand? Us. Darn feather psycho cinema. Yeah, cinema? Go. Yeah, that oh. <laughs> like, come on. 
walked right into that. That's some producing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also riff tracks, right? So I, yes, it is. You're right. Titanic. It is. It is. Riff tracks is, has supplanted it. I don't watch any riff tracks. I've never seen a riff tracks. I've seen because one. I'm because I'm afraid we'll do the movie and I don't want to be influenced oh, right. by what they've done. To be yeah. polluted. That's the only I, reason. It drives me nuts that I can't watch them. But I'm just I'm so afraid of that. And right. MST, I'm afraid when we do our episodes and we do the tar and feather treatment, I'm afraid that sometimes I've channeled some old you know mst <laughs> lines you know that they just stuck in the back of my head because i you know liked them so well because they make 800 references true. a movie and it's hard to escape them yes uh, and that's so that's you know it's because we know you're all gonna pick the low-hanging fruit that's right <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's what my prom date called me too oh that at that age you got problems <laughs> oh I, I got problems I need that ice pack. <laughs> okay, I think we've I think we've really gotten away from Project Moonbase in a way, but we kind of tied it all in there, didn't well, we? If Project Moonbase was a better movie, we wouldn't have had to get away from it so much. <laughs> so, do you think the low hanging fruit and those space shorts would have worked out? At all? Oh, no, no. Over no. the moon? <laughs> They'd have been floating. That's yeah. right. <laughs> What's that on my chin? <laughs> yeah. I've been teabagged. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they're mine. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. Okay. This is favorite. degenerating. <laughs> all right. You. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you guys wanna watch me take a dump? Say! Yeah. Sounds good. You have been listening to and a transmission okay where can you find us under the tip no, <laughs> radio insane insane radio uh, on the insane facebook radio. on the twitter RadioUnsane.com. Go there. Look at the pretty pictures. That's all I got. UnsaneRadio.com. RadioUnsane. <laughs> no, RadioUnsane.com. My other site. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on cross-referencing on? here. It's a dyslexic site. It's my dyslexic. <laughs> my are we dyslexic. on Twitter now? Are we on Twitter now? We're on Twitter. Yeah, we are on okay. Twitter. Yeah. We have a TikTok uh, account, so you can start following us on TikTok. <laughs> At Facebook, Mark Justice, comma, writer, who is in the midst of uh, doing revisions on his latest book, a, a pulp extravaganza, which is coming along quite well, I have to uh, put in there. Um, and uh, we have We Freaks, um, Babies. Let's talk about yeah. babies on We Freaks. Right. Uh, that's uh, John Boise's cartoon, Last weekly week. cartoon. That's now what do I do with it? Yeah, now what? What do I do? <laughs> like, oh, it's fantastic. 
They're good. You, you need to check it out. Um, Tarn Feather Psycho Cinema has a has a Facebook page. Um, we have Vimeo. Go and see uh, Vimeo slash Tarn Feather, and you can watch many of our episodes. Uh, one of many. which we just launched today. Uh, a brand new episode of Mesa of Lost Women. Hot, messy. Or as Tar would refer to it, messy women. <laughs> so, messy. there you go. Uh, Midnight Gadfly is appearing in a cabaret production of Oberlin. Uh, that's at the Claisel, old Claisel in Bowling Green. You forgot the tagline because it's a dyslexic play, right? Yes. Soon back come. <laughs> so there you have it. That's all the promotion we're going to give you. <laughs> That's the only promotion you need. <laughs> if you're still here next week, then we know you. we got you for life. We're, we're still open to any kind of product placement, too. So. That's right. <laughs> you have a company whose products you don't like, you want us to promote? <laughs> <laughs>